0: Some hardcore politics talk. And then me just complaining about my weed whacker. And I don't mean tally whacker. Anyways, coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Coleman Hughes is doing a QA and a episode on his podcast. And the first question made me want to talk about it. So someone asked him um, about the Citizens United Supreme Court case. It came out like 5-10 years ago. And I think the ruling was that Citizens have free speech just like people do, and that money is a form of speech. So therefore, corporations can use their money to speak. And what does that mean? That means to buy politicians. And so, this ruling's a little bit of a boogeyman for people on the left. They think that, you know, like, they're right, they're good people, Republicans are wrong, and Republicans are evil, and the reason why is because the Citizens United allows corporations to buy them and turn them into evil people. And I'll tell you what, until, I don't know, almost until Citizens United, that's what I believed. Before Citizens United, I believed that corporations bought politicians and turned them into evil people. Didn't necessarily have to be Republicans, but... Yeah, actually, I would have said Republicans and not Democrats. But I wanted to talk about this because I thought of a fun little analogy. So... The Citizens United ruling. I think I think the Supreme Court, right, it was, it was the conservatives did it and... Um, I think they had ill intentions, whatever, they, I think, you know, I think their intentions were, fuck you American people, we're on the side of rich people, which you'd be surprised how often the, even the liberals make rulings like that, but this was the opposite of closing the barn door after the cow got away, what the Supreme Court did was they opened the barn door, and the cow's like, I'm staying in the barn, and the reason why politics has changed. You know, it started with Obama and kind of got going slowly, and then with Trump, it got going even faster. But now what happens is the money comes from small donors, you know, ordinary people. I think it's the Internet. Like, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe Ron DeSantis, he wants to be president. He's a Republican. Um, I think he doesn't even take money from corporations because he just gets so frickin' much money from individual people. He doesn't need it, and then, you know, it's a bad look to get all your money from corporations. And other rich people, billionaires, whatever. So Obama started it. Basically, Obama took his money from corporations and from individual people. So that was that was the start of stuff. And then Trump was like, you know, everyone who everyone on the what Republican primaries trying to defeat Trump, like I don't know, Jeb Bush, whatever happened to that guy. But Marco Rubio, etc., those I those guys were all bought, sold, and paid for by corporations. And then Donald Trump came in there and corporations weren't like, yeah, give Donald Trump a bunch of money. We want we want him like, no, he had no he had no corp- corporate money behind him to start with. I mean, you know, after you win, after you become president, everyone tries to buy you. But anyways, initially he wasn't getting corporate money. And uh, so basically it was the individual people who, you know, however, however many of those there were. Those are the people that supported Trump. They gave him however much money he got. And then he ended up being elected. And so that's one reason why America is more polarized now is because, you know, corporations, I don't know, like say you're a big pharma, say you're Pfizer, or whatever, say you invent a pill, a drug company, say you're a drug company, um, you give money to all the Democrats and all the Republicans because, because who knows who's going to win, so you buy them all. And what that does is it makes... Whatever, they're bipartisan. They're bipartisan. Politicians are bipartisan on screwing over the American public in favor of drug companies because drug companies have bought both sides. And, you know, like defense spending is like the big dog in this area. Uh, like, you won't, you won't, you probably, you're probably unaware of it. I was barely aware of it. But, anyways, Congress and every, whatever, they all, all the politicians got together saying kumbaya. And gave 900 billion dollars to defense spending, which is just an enormous, absolutely enormous. It's almost a trillion. You know, it's hard to remember what's big anymore. But even today, a trillion is still a lot. So they gave them basically a trill. And the Republicans and the Democrats, they yeah, I mean, it wasn't like I don't mean, you, know. Would you think the Democrats would would be against defense spending? Well, if you thought that, you're wrong. But then, so you know, for, so for whatever reason, like. Uh, medical companies and military companies, they can buy a politician and get what they want. And then the media just ignores it. Like, you know, if if everyone agrees on a bill, on spending bill, then the media ignores it. So that's why you didn't even know that they're, I mean, all the time, all the time they're agreeing on spending tons of money on, in particular, medical and military. But what you always hear is how uh, polarized we are and how both sides hate each other. And that's because the the small donors, which is starting to be a large portion of a lot of these um, politicians, the small donors, like for instance, the Republican small donors are like, fuck you Democrats, you're all evil, you're trying to make my kid gay, you're trying to destroy my city with crime, and all the Democrat small donors are like, fuck you Republicans, you're all racist, you're all a bunch of rioters, and so... Money talks and bullshit walks and all the politicians in Washington, they agree that they're going to not talk about the stuff that's the real money, like military and medical. And they're just going to, they're going to get together and take the money from the taxpayer and give it to the, you know, corporations. When you give money to a corporation, that's the same thing as give money to a rich person because corporations have stock and the people who own the stock in the corporation are rich people. So they're gonna, they're you know, they're they're like a, rever- a reverse Robin Hood. They're gonna steal from the poor and give to the rich, and then other than that, they're gonna fight like dogs and you know make America hate itself on things that don't actually involve money because you know that's the bullshit that walks. Oh, you know what are we gonna teach these kids? I don't give a damn as long as I get my money. And I'll summarize Coleman's answer here. He's pretty close to what I'm saying. He mentions that Hillary Clinton spent twice as much money as Donald Trump and lost, and that apparently the New York Times did a study on politicians and how they voted before Citizens United and how they voted after Citizens United, and there wasn't much of a change at all. And then he says he wishes that it was corporate money that was the problem, because then at least you have a thing to fight fight against. But, you know, corporate money, yes, corporate money, no. At least within reason, ain't going to change nothing. And it makes me think of a friend I had who was mildly high up in a national grocery chain business. And he wasn't the politician who got straight cash. Um but sometimes you it was he was actually my roommate for a while. Anyway, so like sometimes he'd be coming home with leftovers from a fancy restaurant that people would whine and dine him about, I don't know what. Like, I don't know. Like at one point, you know, I think his decision making capability was like do the Doritos go in front of the Tostitos, and then later on he can make decisions that affected you know more than one store at a time, and then he was getting like sports t- box seats, box box seats to professional sports games. And sometimes he'd take me. It was sweet. Let me put it this way: it was freaking awesome. And the answer is, you know, a thousand dollars worth of uh, Major League Baseball tickets is enough to get someone to make their company do a million-dollar move on whatever product. And so, until the politicians are prevented from uh, accepting anything free, all the way down to free meals, um, they're always going to do what rich people want. I mean, you know, I could get together $1,000 and be like, hey, Donald Trump will take you out to a pretty nice Washington, D.C. restaurant. You know, and then. but anyway, someone richer than me is going to be like, uh, you... And your entire staff, a thousand people, will take you to a fancy restaurant, and then we'll, you know, and then we'll rent a yacht afterwards for a giant party. If you want to go, you're probably too busy, but your staff can go. Hey, and maybe even hot chicks will be involved somehow. But anyways, trying to get uh, money out of politics, it ain't easy, and money works good. In fact, I've said it before. You give me enough money, I'll do anything you want. In fact, it won't even. It's not even that much. Like. I'm straight, but you know, for how much money would I give you a BJ? The answer is you don't you don't you don't answer that question until someone shows you the cash and you start haggling over it. So I'm doing kind of a fun job that I'm sure it doesn't apply to you, dear listener, but I'm going to talk about it anyways. So I'm having work done on my over a quarter mile long driveway and I'm going to have like big gravel trucks coming in and they don't like to come in cuz the driveway is not that it's not, it's not wide enough. It's not like a freeway where they can do whatever they want. So it's got trees on both sides. It's got bushes. It's got blackberries. I don't know if you know, but in, in the United Kingdom, they call blackberries briars. So like that uh, old Disney movie where it's like, don't throw me in the briar patch. Talking about what I call blackberries. Which is like a kind of a bushy thing that has thorns all over the damn place. But so I got gas-powered weed whackers and chainsaws and all sorts of crap. But uh, I don't know, a few years ago, maybe four years ago, it's been nice. I switched over to um, cordless electric uh, lawn tools. And so I got a cordless weed whacker, I got a cordless chainsaw, and I got a cordless pole saw, which is like a chainsaw on a pole. Like a smaller, smaller than a chainsaw, but it's it's on a pole so you can reach high up things. So most of the clearing of the driveway was getting big branches that are high up. And so I just used the pole saw for that. And I should say I don't know what I don't know where they I think they change the name depending where, where you are. Uh, so you got weed whacker, weed eater, or string trimmer. Those are all terms for the same thing. So you could use the pole saw to get the big branches and the trees and whatever, and get off the chainsaw if you had to do that. And then you could use the string trimmer, and you could get the um the low stuff, kind of the grass that the mower can't get, or small bushes. Well, anyways, the answer is. The Weed Whacker does not work good on small bushes. And so I went looking on Amazon to find something better. In fact, I have, I have like uh, like saw blades. Like saw blades you can put on your Weed Whacker. They don't work on small bushes. And like you can cut the bush at the base. But if you got like a bunch of leafy stuff at the ends of the bush that you want to cut, saw blade doesn't work. It just it pushes it away instead of cutting it. And so you can go find the same thing I bought off of Amazon. If you type in the words like uh, Weed Whacker, String Trimmer, Weed Eater... And brush hog, get the word brush in there. And I'm not saying type in all those words. Just type in a combination various combinations of those until you find it. But so I got this thing that goes on my string trimmer, and what it is is it has a couple chainsaw chains attached to a string trimmer, trimmer head. And it works like crazy. Like, you know, I, I, I put it on there just to see if it would work, and I just started attacking a giant bush. Like a bush that I want to, I'm not cutting it down at the base. I'm, like, trying to shave the bush back. Like, that's the difference. If you want to cut something off at the base, you get your chainsaw. But if you just want to shave it back, you know, what do you do? And the answer is you get this thing that kind of spins around chainsaw chains on a string trimmer head. And the first thing that happens is it just, it, it cuts through stuff like nobody's business. And it throws um, pieces of sticks right in your eyes. So, like, before I bought this, I watched a YouTube video review of it. And he's like, this thing is unsafe. This thing is dangerous. I would never, ever use this thing. And then he, like, the rest of the video is, like, him cutting stuff down for, like, 10 minutes. And he was fine. But um, it definitely does throw stuff around. So you got to wear safety goggles. I mean, I don't know. Like, normally I just wear my, uh, you know, i got bad eyesight. Normally I wear glasses. And that will protect you from most stuff, but on this thing I put on something over my glasses. So this is legal advice. Uh, put something over your glasses, even if you got glasses. And so I just went and did my super long driveway, and even though with the pole saw I cut down all the real big stuff, um, that left a lot of little stuff that, it didn't really matter, but it's an eyesore. So it, just, it, it, it makes it look so nice to now come back and get all the little stuff. The big stuff is gone, the little stuff is gone, now it looks beautimous. And I will say, so you know, if I'm sure no one is listening to me is going to go buy one. But if you do go buy one, you'll see like Amazon, it gets, it's almost all five stars because people love it, and then the left, the rest of that is it's one star reviews because it doesn't fit on their weed whacker. And so it's 10 millimeter threads, 1.25 millimeter thread pitch, which comes out to 20 threads per inch, and it's reverse threads. I mean, whatever. That's just a bunch of mumbo-jumbo, but I spent a long time figuring out how to even check your threads and blah blah before I bought it because I didn't want to have to return it. So, there you go. That's what I learned. I want to mention the physics of Weed Whacker strings. The Smarter Every Day YouTube channel got a high-speed camera to look at them. and made a video and, you know, what breaks the strings? Well, like say you uh, you know you're 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 weed whacking some grass and you come up against a fence, and so now your plastic string is hitting a piece of metal fencing. And in fact, but that that's not what breaks it, not yet. What happens is when the string hits some metal or something that it can't cut through, it wraps around that piece that piece of metal, and then it gets you know the 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 head keeps going, so now that pulls it off of the piece of metal. So, it wraps around the piece of metal, and then it gets yanked, and it unwraps it from being around the piece of metal. And it does that at lickety-split sp- speeds. And, anyways, wrapping around something and unwrapping around something, you know, 360 degrees entirely, then the negative 360 degrees entirely. Anyways, that's what breaks the string. And so, this chainsaw blade one that I got, has a it's, it's a little bit clever, because instead of just having one piece of chainsaw chain that can wrap around stuff real bad and then have to unwrap around stuff real bad. It's a loop of chainsaw blade chain. That probably does not give you the correct mental imagery, but anyways, that's my intent, and uh, it's interesting, and I'm also just staying the hell away from anything made out of metal, like fences and rebar. Twitter handle, at podcast and thanks for listening.